0: Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, we're updating the 2023 NFL draft order with just two weeks left to go in the regular season. Getting a little bit dicey for who's going to pick number one overall. Not quite a change, but could be a change coming soon we're reordering the top five the top 10 the top 20 giving you a little bit of a spontaneous mock draft for the top five a couple of dream hauls for teams like the houston texans teams like the seattle seahawks that have multiple first round picks and then just talking about a lot of team needs and potential prospect team fits throughout the top 20 of the 2023 nfl draft i'm trevor sycamore with me as always is connor rogers let's ring the bell Welcome to the opening bell of the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikama. That is Connor Rogers coming to you immediately after we recorded the previous podcast. But Connor, as you'll notice, I changed sweatshirts and put on a hat because I'm committed to the bit.
1: And if you noticed, uh, one of my lights went out behind me <laughs> as soon as we were done recording the other one, and I'm not changing it. So it looks like a different day. <laughs> I'm not getting up on the ladder and doing the the sky light, the uh, high hat bulb right now. We're just doing the pod. I was joking to Trevor that I look like a legit YouTuber where the set mm. background's really dark, all the lights on me. Uh, so we'll roll with that. But, yes, we have fooled everybody. This is a brand-new day, a brand-new show.
0: Very narcissistic lighting of you, Connor. Yes, to, it's all about me. Uh, it's
1: not about anything behind <laughs> me or in front of me.
0: We're obviously having fun here on this show uh, as we are going to through the next, I don't know, 45-ish minutes, updating the 2023 NFL Draft Order. We do this every single week. In the uh, middle of the week podcast, but Connor, it feels like we have a lot of new storylines for this one. Maybe not completely changing at the top, but things are getting very close, right? We'll start with the Houston Texans. Houston Texans at number one overall. They've been at number one overall for, oh, I don't even know how many weeks, what, 10, 11 weeks now. So haven't had a ton to talk about there, but my friend, they won this past weekend. They beat the Tennessee Titans, which means they get one more win. They're sitting here at 2, 12, and 1. The Chicago Bears right on their heels at 3 and 12, picking number two overall. So I know that we're going to talk about that a little bit, but still have the Seattle Seahawks picking at number three because of the Denver Broncos. Shoot. They just fired Nathaniel Hackett. So maybe they'll get the uh, interim head coach boost over the next two weeks, but certainly looks like Seattle's going to be picking in the top five regardless. Arizona Cardinals, because of their loss this past weekend, they're also 4 and 11. They're picking number four overall. Colts at number five. Atlanta's at six. Detroit via the Los Angeles Rams at number seven. Carolina's sitting there at eight. Vegas is at nine and the Philadelphia Eagles round out the top 10. We'll get into the rest of the order in a little bit, but Connor, where do you want to start today as we kind of open up this conversation about what the NFL draft is looking like for 2023?
1: I think it's a good time to start with the number one overall pick and discuss the scenario of what if the Texans sneak out one more win, mm-hmm. and what if the Bears don't win another game, right? think, And I think it's a fair conversation because... The Bears travel to Detroit and then they host the Vikings. Obviously, two tough outs. And, and let's just be real: the Bears are not, haven't been winning games, right? Like it's they've they been they be close. They have I'm been. Close. They've been competitive. There's no denying that. But okay, so they they got smoked by the Bills. They lost a close one to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They lost the Green Bay. They got smoked by the Jets. They lost the Falcons in a close one. They lost the Lions by a point. So maybe that game will be a lot closer. Than I personally expected. But the point is say the Bears do, and Bears fans are probably like, sign me up. We'll take the number one overall pick. <laughs> right. For two more losses. They're like, we're not offended. The Texans, it gets a little more interesting. As you pointed out to me on the What Matters Most Show, Trevor, what mm-hmm. the Texans wins was against Jacksonville. They play Jacksonville Sunday. But more importantly, they play the Nick Foles led Colts. Mm. Vaunted. To end the season. Vaunted let's say the Texans finish uh three, thirteen, and one. The Bears ultimately finish three and fourteen. The Bears pick number one. I'll throw it to you like this, Trevor. How does that change the beginning of the NFL draft
0: massively, right? because I don't think it necessarily changes the conversation of what these teams might be picking, right? I think they're going for different things. Chicago bears are not going to be selecting a quarterback in this upcoming draft. They have Justin Fields. So whether they're yeah, picking be a one, shocker. two, three, whatever it is, they're not going to take a quarterback. I'd be very shocked if they took a quarterback. It feels like Houston is, but we've even talked here before on this show. Bryce Young's not going to be for everybody. He's a much smaller I'll say compact quarterback who has a lot of really exciting film, and he's truly just a natural at the position that is so fun to watch, so fun to root for. And I feel like there are going to be plenty of teams that love him, but there's going to be plenty of teams that if they're threshold heavy, might not consider Bryce Young as high as his talent and his success over the last couple of years would definitely warrant. So then if you're the Bears – I bring up another conversation that we've had a couple of weeks ago, but it, it, it's different now. Trading back. Because trading back with the number two overall pick, with the number three overall pick, is a lot different than getting to say the number one overall selection in this draft is for sale. Come and get it. Take any player you want in this entire draft class. If you think Jalen Carter is the next Warren Sapp, kind of an interior yeah, penetrator, yours. unreal good, unreal dude, come and get him. If you think Will Anderson is the next great pass rusher in this league, come and get him. And then, of course, if you want Will Levis, if you want Bryce Young, if you want C.J. Stroud, if you want whoever it is that might be cont- in contention for that number one quarterback spot in this year's class, come and get him. Don't risk it. Don't sit behind any team. Don't wait for another team to move up to come get a quarterback. Come get him. And I just feel like the price in the conversation of saying we will trade you number one overall only benefits the Chicago Bears even more for the price that it could be for a team to move up to go and get their guy.
1: It changes everything in a sense that you could see a full-fledged auction for the number one overall pick. Now, what I will counter with is unless it's a pick flip with Houston to get back up to one to be assured they get the quarterback that they want, I can make an argument that Chicago could just sit right there and take Will Anderson. Honestly, with the state of this defense right now and the need of a star player on that defense for Matt Eberflues, I know... They're going to have to take every call, as they should. They will have to see if somebody will meet an absurd price to come up to number one. And if they get this war chest of of draft picks, then sure. But I think it's a fine line, Trevor, of passing on that kind of talent who I think is the best player in the draft, Will Anderson. I really do. And that's still a great place for Chicago to be, Mm -hmm. to come out of this draft and go, because let's be real. We aren't positive that Houston at number one is going to pass on Will Anderson. As you've said before, and we've said, they might not like Levis or Bryce or C.J. Stroud. might not love them. Maybe they get into the veteran quarterback market. Let's not forget Nick Casario was in New England when Jimmy G was there. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying Jimmy G's the plan, but I'm saying you never know. Maybe Maybe they go, we'll go get a Jimmy G. We'll go get a Derek Carr. Well, something like that. And we'll ride this out with a veteran at quarterback because we want to take the best player in the draft and Will Anderson. If you're Chicago, all the fears of that are gone and you get him. So it's a big deal. It's a really big deal how this how this ends for these two teams. And and then the fun really gets started after that point of the draft, because I think the player pool becomes a little bit more tightly knit together. Is the last time that is the last time
0: a team traded up for number one overall, the twenty or the two thousand one draft for Vic? No, it'd be Goff. Oh, right, there was there was Goff. I was trying to think of who who yep. it would have been most recently, and it was it was Goff because my my head was immediately going way too far back. I totally forgot about the Goff trade. Yeah, because what was the what was the package in the Goff trade? Let's take, I'll pull it up right now. Okay, because I think I want to see the details in that because I remember like the Eli. Manning, that was the Titans. That had the, the number one pick, right?
1: Uh, I believe so. Yes. The the Rams traded up in the first round and acquired the first pick from the Tennessee Titans. Yes. Um. Oh, it would be great if the actual trade was here. I have to go to the top. <laughs> don't you love that? Love that. Oh. I was thinking, because I was thinking about it. The Eli Manning trade
0: technically Trades. doesn't count. I got it. Because it was, because Manning had already been drafted. But then I have that trade detail up. It was Phillip Rivers, which is the fourth pick, the first pick in the third round that year, later in the draft, and then a first round pick the next year, and then a fifth round pick the next year, uh, in order to get Eli Manning. So technically they traded for the guy who was drafted number one overall, but it was like an NBA trade.
1: Not yeah, Archie Archie wouldn't let Eli go to the Chargers.
0: Right, 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 which yeah. is uh, you know, phenomenal just to go back and watch the drama of that. Oh, oh so what, it was the, right? what
1: was what was the price? What was the price of the Gops? So trade? this year we had we both had the number one and number two pick traded. Uh, I remember this was one of my first, this is like my third year Bleacher Report, and I remember covering it live. So the Chargers came up to Tennessee's number one pick. Tennessee traded the number one overall pick, their fourth and sixth round picks, which were 113 and 177. So a one, so a one, four and a six. One, four and a six. Yep. To the Rams for the Rams first round pick, Two second rounders. So these picks were 15, 43, 45, and a third round pick that year. So they got 15, 43, 45, 76, as well as the Rams' first and third round selections in the next draft, 2017. Okay. And that was to move how many spots? 15 to one.
0: That's a lot.
1: That's a lot. Ooh, 15 to one's a lot. Now, can you argue... Oh, I can worked, always argue, but go on. That it all worked out because not only did they get to a Super Bowl with Goff, but they made him part of the package that they flipped for Stafford that won them the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. However you however however you want to slice it, the
1: Jared Goff trade was worth it. However That's you great. want to slice it. It was now it was worth it. one that was not that draft the Eagles can well This is also an interesting one, too. The Eagles came up to the Browns' number Mm -hmm. two selection. Mm -hmm. The Browns traded that pick and a conditional fifth that year that eventually was upgraded, uh, I think, to a fourth. Mm -hmm. To Philly, in exchange for Philly's first round, third round, and fourth round selections, as well as Philly's first and second round pick the following year. First rounder was 2017. Second rounder was 2018. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They A little more it. complicated, that one. Sure. For Wentz. For Wentz.
0: That one... That one... They won a Super Bowl. No, you... no, 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 no. You can't do that. No, we can't do that. We cannot do that. He's calling I... <laughs> timeout. I'm calling timeout on this one. I know that Wentz was having an MVP caliber season that year. But they won it after he got hurt, and they won it with Nick Foles. We cannot
1: Who all plays into this year's draft it's because true. he plays the Texans the final week of the season.
0: It's all about Nick Foles, people. It's all about Nick Foles. This Glass microphone circle. is Nick Foles. We're just we're just rotating around Nick Foles. He's the That's... NFL globe. He is. He is. We're all just we're all just revolving around his gravitational pull. No, that was very interesting because I, I it, there's just not. A lot of instances where teams will trade up to number one overall. I feel like uh, it, it's it's such a vaunted proposition. You know, like there's just so much weight to it. Trading up to the very first pick in the draft. You have your pick of anyone. Could be any player. And I just think that that, that, that ultimately puts a premium on it. And it's clear that no matter how far you were jumping up. Where were the Eagles that year? Do you remember? I don't remember off the top of my head. Where were the Eagles picking to move up to number two? I think 17. Because the Rams moved up from, yeah, that sounds, that does sound about right, right in the middle of the pack. Because the Rams moved up, to obviously, 14 spots and then the Eagles moving up 15 spots. Oh, they were eighth. Oh, I thought they were a lot further down. I thought they were too. They were eighth. Okay. So it seems like the asking price really isn't going to change too much. You look at teams that could possibly move up to number one, right? I'm I'm just kind of brainstorming in my head right now. Chicago's sitting at one, Houston's sitting at two. Let's say that that's the case. I, I mean, even if you're, even if you're Arizona or Indianapolis, you got to give up multiple ones. Yeah, and you got to give mean, up one this year, and and that's only dropping to like four, the, number four, or number five. I feel like no matter what, I feel like in, in today's in today's NFL draft you really can't even get up into the top three without talking about multiple first-round picks, like even as far yeah. as four or five. Do you agree? Like if, I totally if, agree. If, so if Chicago's sitting there at number one and calls up, I mean, Arizona probably wouldn't do it, but like Indianapolis is sitting there at number five. And all Chicago has to do is go down to number five, a deal that I feel like Chicago would take. You're still saying, okay, you're going to have number five overall this year, and you're going to have a first round pick next year. Now you're probably not going to get, you know, the condiments or the dressing on top of the third round pick, the fifth round pick, all of that stuff that you get later in the draft. I think Indianapolis will tell you, no, 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 we're giving you, we're giving you two first round picks. Yeah, you get, can uh, get, over. yeah, you can screw off with, that with, with, with the other stuff. But I do still feel like it would take two first round picks for them.
1: I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, back to your point about the contenders to go up to one. Mm-hmm. Colts at five. Yep. Atlanta at six. Yeah,
0: if Atlanta really want, like if it, it like if Atlanta was it said to themselves, we want Bryce Young. We've watched Bryce Young play in this building for SEC that championships. That makes so much sense. You know, Like he's played at Alabama. He's already played big games at the building. Like obviously a lot of people down south have watched plenty of Bryce Young over the last couple of years at Alabama. Would Atlanta, who is sitting at six, give up their first rounder this year, first rounder next year, to go up and get Bryce?
1: Yeah, they should. I think you probably do. If you're keep in mind too, when you when you're making trades and decisions like this, ownership comes into play so often. And Arthur Blank, I think, is the no brainer like guy that would sign off on that kind of move. I think it ignites the fan base. Mm-hmm. You have the local connection of Bryce playing for the Falcons. Arthur Smith's going into year three. It's, you know, poop or get off the pot time at quarterback. I don't think Arthur Smith wants to go down with Desmond Ritter. You'd love if Desmond Ritter develops into the guy, but you don't want to make that your one swing. The Falcons make a hell of a lot of sense to me. Sitting at sitting at six, they definitely sitting dead. at six. What's the Falcons'
0: remaining schedule? Who do they play this week coming up? Well, oh, they play the Cardinals. Oh my god, dude!
1: We have a toilet bowl,
0: dude. It's huge. This game's huge, massive. Falcons are sitting at the fourth overall pick, or sorry, Falcons are sitting there at six, and the Cardinals are sitting there at four. Yeah. Oh they flip. my goodness, it's huge. And then wow. they uh, then the Falcons end the year by hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers which gosh, could, could be a no guarantees. Goddamn right. There's no guarantees. Carolina's in their day. Carolina's in a very interesting spot at number eight, right? Because for as well as the team is performing, they still need a quarterback no matter what. And I was, I got kind of nervous because on Sunday, I was thinking about scenarios for the Carolina Panthers. um, And I was like, oh no, are they going to convince themselves? They might be like, okay with Arnold like if they really go in but i forgot that he's a free agent yep so you're not you you're not really extending that olive branch i don't think to sam Darnold at all i think both of them are going to move on there no matter what but things do kind of get tricky if you're carolina because carolina needs what quarterback 100
1: and an owner that an owner that really wants one remember they were in on deshaun watson they yep. made a big trade for sam Darnold. yep they traded for baker mayfield you have an ownership situation that's obsessed with figuring it out
0: they're picking eight right now but they play the tampa bay buccaneers this weekend and whoever wins that game goes to first place oh my god carolina would go from picking number eight in the draft to picking number 20 and tampa and tampa i think would go down to number 10 or nine i guess
1: wouldn't be if carolina wins the division They probably bring back Sam Darnold next year, because and you can still draft someone, but like you have to have a veteran on the roster going into next year because you're not even picking in in a range close. So go with the guy that you know.
0: Oh, I think if you're Carolina, you're you're Carolina really does hold a lot of power in this NFL draft because up and down they desperately need a quarterback if they're going to be within range of one i will just say that there is bryce young will levis cj stroud and i'm going to throw anthony richardson in there I'm with you. I think those four quarterbacks go in the top 20, could very well be top 15. We'll see how things kind of shake out. We'll learn a lot more about what the NFL really thinks of these guys. When we get to the Senior Bowl, get to have some conversations, go to to the Combine, have some conversations there. We learn a lot more about what the league really thinks of these guys then. But I'll just say that I think all four of those guys are gone before pick 20. If Carolina is sitting there and they're picking it like 19 or 20, they're on the fringe of that. There's no guarantee that they still have that opportunity to pick one of those guys. So if you're at twenty, does Carolina all of a sudden become one of those teams that is in on uh, Jimmy G? Uh, yeah, you have Derek to. Carr, you have uh, to. Be. Daniel Jones, dare I say Ugh. Lamar
1: Jackson? Even though well, I don't think Lamar. We know they'll go. They'll go for big fish, but I just they don't. Will. Just Baltimore just can't. That that presents an
0: interesting opportunity in. I wouldn't say opportunity. I guess I'd say situation in Carolina because I think there are a lot of Panthers fans that love what Steve Wilkes is doing. But does he win you too many games to get out of drafting a quarterback? Does he, yes. does, does he, is, is it potential that the Carolina Panthers could be in QB purgatory
1: if they end up making the playoffs? Cause that's tough too. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And they got the
1: saints at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. even if they lost the bucks, I still think they beat the saints. Yeah, they could beat so the Saints. I feel like but if you they, tack on but another if they win. Beat the,
0: but if they beat the Saints, then I the Saints right now are 6 and 9. The Carolina Panthers are 6 and 9. I still think Carolina is probably picking around 10.
1: Yeah. That's Even not if good they, for them.
0: Well. I mean, I guess if they lose two, then they could potentially be, you know, 6
1: something like that. The quarterback volatility in this draft the Texans. I'll, I'll do. I'll go with the really safe ones. So, mm-hmm. I, like, I won't include the Seahawks because I think they just signed Geno. The Texans, the Colts, the Falcons. I won't even include the Lions, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Titans, which I d- don't really think that, but you never know. That's six teams in the top 13. New England at 14. That's seven. The Jets at 15, who are definitely going to go for a veteran, but still are in the quarterback. I'm counting free agency with the draft. How many, you know, the game of musical chairs. That's eight teams in the top 15 that have quarterback, like variants going into the offseason. And I didn't count some some pretty big ones.
0: All right, can I? All right, can I do a spontaneous off the top of my head top five mock draft right here? Please. Let it rip. All right. Bryce Young still a one. Okay. Will Anderson goes two to mm-hmm. Chicago. Jalen Carter goes three to the Seattle Seahawks. Brian Brzee goes four to the Arizona Cardinals. W-
1: you haven't, we haven't been off the path yet. And number and, five and of, is really easy. And of, and of course, Will Levis is already a Colt. It's mm-hmm. already a Colt. It's been a Colt for months. <laughs> you heard on this podcast first.
0: It's the bit. It's the bit. that's going to become true at the end of April. Will Levis is already a cold. Doesn't even have to. Doesn't even have to change colors from his team. There we go. That was off the top of my head, spontaneous. I almost went with Tyree Wilson at number four because it feels like the NFL is... It feels like the people who are plugged in, the guys who are in the league, really like Tyree Wilson. Yeah, he's going high. I don't, I, I don't know, brother. I don't know, brother. We did, the, we did the Edge Rush episode. If you guys didn't listen to that, go back and listen to it. I lay out why I am concerned about Tyree Wilson, but it seems that as though... It seems as though the NFL really believes that this guy is just truly a rare mold that you have to bet on. And that part of it I'll agree with. I, mean, I think he's I think he's a ways away from being a difference making NFL player, but I almost
1: <laughs> thought about him at number four. So I mean, I liked I him, him and I still have him at edge four. You right? Know what I mean? Like and I liked him, but I think Will Anderson, Jared Verse, and Miles Murphy are all better prospects than Tyree Wilson. Yeah. I thought there was actually a pretty good gap from those three. Damn. yes yes i would why well, would i would certainly agree clearly i had i think yeah. i had tyree wilson is like edge seven and we didn't even do d tackles yet i could already tell you i'm gonna be very high on brosie
0: he is another one who
1: is just like built different man totally the size speed combo is pretty nuts 100 percent. so i would have went brosie at four all the way for arizona especially with jj watt out the door yeah uh, they're they're gonna have serious front seven needs and i think it's a great pick for them yeah yeah they're gonna have offensive line needs as well like especially
0: I especially think on the interior but you're not I just don't think for as much as for as much as you could say to yourself all right DJ Humphries they like him at left tackle when he's healthy uh Josh Jones has played well as a right tackle it's fine you could draft Peter Skaronsky and you could play him on the interior and then kick him out to offensive tackle if you ever have that need over the next couple of years are you drafting a guard at four doesn't seem like a great doesn't seem like a great Uh, proposition, especially for, I think whoever is going to be calling the shots in Arizona, because I don't think it's going to be this current regime. But uh, all right, there we go. Which is that's good. A, that's a good step forward. That's that's a much needed step forward. No matter what, uh, Connor, can I ask you a question? Please. <laughs> what if What if I told you that right now, you could invest in Brian Brzee's stock as a player? I'd be buying. You'd be not buying. short selling. And not short selling. You'd be buying. No question about it. Well, you can't do that quite yet. But when Brian Brzee becomes an NFL player, you will be able to do that because now such a question is not a what if. Now it's a who's next. Mojo, the all new sports stock market lets you invest in your favorite athletes and cash in on your passions. You can sign up right now on the Apple App Store to get your first stock for free, which if you hit it early and you hit it big, could be worth up to ten thousand dollars over 300 nfl players are currently listed on mojo so you can invest in rookies like um hall if you love the comeback story for him drake london guys that are already established rising stars like like a kyle pitts if he's gonna have a big bounce back year sometimes kiss comeback candidates like a saquon barkley or geno smith that we've seen this year superstars like patrick Mahomes, josh allen everybody's on the table Go long and make your money when an underrated diamond in the rough breaks out. Or you can short sell an overrated rival like Connor was talking about. And you can make money if guys are flopping too. You can do that as well. Prices move with every play, every game, every headline. You can buy and sell instantly anytime all year long so the action never stops. Mojo is live in New Jersey right now. So download Mojo in the Apple App Store today. Start turning those playmakers into money makers. Must be 21 years or older to use Mojo and located in the great state of New Jersey to make trades. If you have a gambling problem, help is available at 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit mojo.com for more info. We also have a sponsor for this call podcast, our friends over at Brothra. Let me set up a scenario for you. Sitting on the couch, with your buddies throwing back a few cold ones. You're watching the game. It's coming down to the wire. You're like, there's no way this team wins. Your buddy on the other side of the couch is like, you're out of your mind. This team has been in control the whole game. They're going to take away the victory. I'll bet you five bucks on it. And you go, all right, bet. Well, now you can do that from anywhere. Brothrow is the only sports betting platform that allows you to bet directly with your friends in all 50 states. And the best part, no fees, no juice, no middleman. It is not a sports book, and not paying juice saves you a ton of money over time. Brothrow is just a social platform. You can take control of who you're betting with, know who's on the other side of every bet you create or accept, and you can easily create and accept bets, track your profits and payments, always see the value of your bets live you also don't even have to directly deposit money into a BroThrow account. Betters pay each other directly. Connect your Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Skrill Strike, whatever. Betting $11 to win 10, like you do with normal sports books, stinks. Okay. With BroThrow, you bet $10, you win $10. It's just like a friendly wager between two pals. Throw out your first bet, go to brothrow.com backslash stock, use the promo code STOCK. BroThrow is free to sign up for. You can cut out the middleman. Start betting on Brothrow. That is brothrow.com backslash stock. All right, Connor, where are we going next? Are we going outside the top ten. You want to re- you want to read off the uh, the yeah. remainder ten through twenty. We can
1: talk a little bit about that. Yep, 10 through 20 starts with the Philadelphia Eagles holding the Saints draft pick. 11 goes to the Texans, undeniably hilarious. (laughs) 11 goes to the Houston Texans via the Deshaun Watson trade for Mm -hmm. the Browns. Mm -hmm. So you got Eagles, Texans back to uh, back to back 10 to 11. 12 is Seattle holding their original pick right now. 13 is the Titans. 14 is the Patriots. 15 is the Jets. 16 is the Steelers. 17 is the Green Bay Packers. 18 is the Detroit Lions. And then the two current playoff teams that are in the top 20, Jacksonville at 19 and the Bucs at 20.
0: Titans, man. Ooh. Jeez. What a fall from grace. It feels like it's been for the Tennessee Titans. They've lost five in a row. Could end the year losing seven straight. I think the Titans play... Was it the Cowboys and the Jags to end the season? Very well be 7-10. and Don't look now, man. Titans could be picking in the top 10.
1: Yeah, they could hang around 8 or 9. Ugh. Be brutal. Titans need a wide receiver badly. They need a freaking offensive
0: lineman, though, too. They do need offensive line. Real bad. I think if they are... If they're picking... In the top ten, they're gonna go offensive line. And they'll get the wide receiver on day two. And I think you go
1: get the wide receiver on day two. Yeah. I think that's probably the right strategy. They can't they can't start Dennis Daley next year. They can't. Yeah. They gotta go get offensive line help. I, now, think it's, it's, <sighs> I think it's gotta be offensive linemen. Yeah, it's gotta be. That could be that could be Skoronsky territory too for a guy that can kick inside outside because they also have problems on the inside. So I think that's where the offensive line run starts with Tennessee in the top 10 if they get there. Can we uh
0: you want you want to you want to do a fun little exercise and talk dream halls for the Houston Texans and the Seattle Seahawks as it stands right now? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Houston's picking at 1 and they're picking at 11. The dream hall for them.
1: Like Keeping dream- the
0: picks. Right. Yes. Yes.
1: I feel so like- I won't go full draft Will Anderson and figure out quarterback elsewhere on you this week. Yeah. I feel like the dream pick is Bryce Young at one. Yep. I know my eleven. I think I might say Jared Verse. Yep. That's number eleven. That's very
0: realistic. It is realistic. That you get the quarterback in future and you get it and you get a fantastic pass rusher. That they need. They need. I know some people are gonna be tempted at wide receiver. Some people are gonna be tempted to say either Jordan Addison or Quinn Johnston. I think they're within the conversation because Houston desperately needs a go to difference maker in the passing
1: game. Man, I hope John Mechie comes back and is ready to roll, man, from cancer. I know. I, I love I love John Mechie. They they really so good. and obviously he caught the toughest break of any one. But that, that was a tough that was a tough blow for the Texans. I mean we sit uh, we get on here and say, you know, they got no playmakers. Well, the guy they took in the second round is battling cancer now. Yeah. You know, that's, that's tough. It is. So
0: it is. No, it is. I just, I, I certainly hope
1: for uh, so many people say,
0: first and foremost, John Mechies, that exactly. he's able to come back because I, I, I loved his early tape at Alabama. And I think, he, I think that he could be a really good wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and a, and a big time difference maker once they kind of fill out that wide receiver room in Houston. So, would love for him to come back. So all right, so Bryce Young, Jared Verse there, Seattle three and twelve. I'll let you go first on this one. Seattle three and twelve. Who would be your uh who would be what would be your dream haul here? Jalen Carter at three. I would agree. I think it's gotta be Jalen Carter at three. There's a couple yep. different directions they could go with twelve.
1: Twelve gets super interesting. Mm-hmm. So Jamal Adams will be back next year. Yep. They got young coin. Uh, you know what? Across from Tariq Woolen, I, I would think I would think Porter Gonzalez. Yeah, I think that's where I'm looking for this one. That's where they've, I'm going too, man. They've done a really good job building the offense and developing the offensive line. You got a stud running back for the future. They're deep at tight end. I know Will Disley just went on the IR today, but they're deep at tight end. They got Lockett under contract. They got DK there. You can get a third wide receiver in another day of the draft. You're you're going to resign Gino. You added Jalen Carter to the front that needs a ton of help. You're set at safety, Jamal Adams and Diggs. It's got to be corner. It's got to be corner. It's got to be.
0: I th- I think corner's strong. Like obviously, like even you know if Keely Ringo makes it twelve, mm-hmm. Cam Smith's in that conversation too. I think
1: they, from South Carolina, I think they take one of the big guys. I think it would be Gonzalez or Porter. Oh, dude, that'd be so. Yeah, it'd be awesome. You tried out two mammoth corners. You got Hershey Gonzalez, Gonzalez. six two. That'd be sick. He's six two. He's going to run in the four threes. Kobe could play in the slot. You can kick him around. Joey Porter six foot two. Not going to test like Gonzalez, but obviously he's great on playing the ball. Yeah, it's J- it's Jalen Carter in a corner. Other one that I
0: think about is uh, maybe pass rusher. Like if you wanted to double dip, you know what yeah, I'm you're saying? Yeah, you're get an edge. You're, def- you're in, yeah. defensive, defensive line's not great. Now they drafted Boye Mafe, so Mafe's still there. Now, like, obviously I think that Seattle would love Miles Murphy. Yeah. Not so sure he lasts to 12. Even He, in
1: he a, will not be there.
0: Even in a dream scenario. Nolan Smith is somebody who I think of who they might like, but would they want two more speed rushers on the outside? Because like I said, you've got Mafe already. Would you want Nolan Smith, knowing that he's a smaller edge rusher? Or would you want something different? They're the
1: they're the team that takes Tyree. Yeah, they would. I don't think he actually makes it to 12, but they're the team, they're the team that takes Tyree. He they be, they, they he love make that kind of player. He should make it to 12. He should. that That's a much better landing spot than him going in the top eight. Yeah. So let's, let's assume Will Anderson's gone. Yep. Uh, I'm just doing edges right now. Ver, Miles Murphy is gone and Verse is probably gone, but could be there. Could Certainly be there. could be. But ever, for the sake of the argument, let's yeah. take them three out of it right away. Yeah. They're the other team that takes Tyree Wilson. Probably. Probably.
0: Oh, by the way, uh, I watched I watched Keon White from uh from Georgia Tech after the end episode. Dude, he's 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 athletically gifted, man. I mean 290. Yeah, he I mean the dude knows how to move, no doubt about it. I will say this though. I I don't I don't want to be super harsh here when I say this. Uh the hand placement needs work how about that yeah how about how about i just no, say that's that? fair i mean like there are times when he's going to punch and he literally like he like he misses the he misses the chest he misses the shoulder entirely and he's just like he's like missing i just hit my headphones off um that's what he, that's what he would have done to you. he would have missed your chest
1: and hit your headphones like, there's
0: sometimes when he is trying to you know hit the chest of these players And he's like hitting the helmet. Like he'll come up and he'll hit the helmet. So which
1: they'll call you for in the
0: NFL. Hand placement needs a ton of work. But Keon White, who is the red shirt senior pass rusher from Georgia Tech, six foot five, two eighty five, two ninety at times. Man, he's got a seven foot long wingspan. I mean, like he's dude he oh no sorry that was I was, reading, I was reading tyree wilson's on that last one the seven foot long wingspan um that would be impressive too but he's dude he's just a physical specimen he knows how to bull rush i think you use the term bull in a china shop with Keon white like that he's probably just like would be right erratic um but you just see the athleticism from him he, he he needs work but his his athletic profile is certainly something that's worth betting on I, the reason why i uh the reason why I brought him up is because we're talking about the Seahawks and they they wouldn't draft Keon White at 12 or anything, but like somewhere on day two, mm-hmm. I think yeah, the Seahawks would be a team that would be um, definitely, definitely interested in him. This is, uh, oh, he was on the, he was on the Felden's freak list, wasn't he? Probably. Wasn't he? I feel like he was. Yeah. White has hit 21 miles an hour, despite being almost 300 pounds. That's absurd. He also has a vertical jump of 32 inches at almost 300 pounds, and has done 38 reps of 225 on the bench.
1: Man lifts. You know, if you haven't watched him, you definitely should. Yeah, and he, you know he was a transfer from Old Dominion, so he's um he's been ascending and really had his best season yet in college for Georgia Tech this year. Um. Let's see,
0: New England. What's New England? New England, fourteen. Quarterback. I mean, New, we going all in? We going all in the quarterback for New England?
1: No, because I don't think anything will be here. Right. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson will be there. I, I don't see them doing that. I think it's just also a- tough to know when you don't even know who the hell is going to be coaching their offense. Yeah. Like, does it, do they, I don't think McDaniels is getting fired. So if you're a New England fan hoping for that reunion, I wouldn't count on it. No. Bill O'Brien's probably more likely. Ooh. I feel like that's more likely. Ooh. I like that. So Bill was there. I don't hate that. That kind of makes sense, right? Did you just come up with that? Like out of no, no. I've seen seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people like wondering. Okay, you know, is that is that a logical solution to fix their offensive disaster? I think it totally is. I think it is. Yeah. Now, don't you feel like if they do that, it feels more either one rebuild Mac Jones or two sign Jimmy. Or three, hold your breath here, people. One last <clears> run with Tom Brady. <throat> There's no way. I, I I put number three as like in the one yeah. percent.
0: No chance. No. I would I would be. Tom Brady has shocked me in a lot of ways over the last three years. Yeah, that shocked would... me and ruined my childhood. That would. You might be born. Um, that would. Yeah. Him going back to New England would would be, be number, there. he'd be number 1 on the power ranking of things that Tom Brady had. The, him going back to New England would be less no, sorry, would be more shocking than him being fully retired and then coming out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I do but I do think that hiring Bill O'Brien to potentially salvage Mac Jones could be the move. Because O'Brien, like Mac O'Brien, O'Brien worked with Mac, right?
1: Yes, yeah. Not going crazy. O'Brien, no, they enough. were together. They were together one year max. Max year, right? Matt yeah. Jones's year. Bill O'Brien was their offensive coordinator. That's... Oh, hold on. This is what God, I, I thought they over- overlapped one year. Did they not? Bill O'Brien was named offensive coordinator 2021. So no. Oh, so no. So was the he was he the offensive analyst though? Was he Alabama's offensive analyst? And he was fired by the Texans in 2020. And just as he was hired as OC, January 2021. I thought he was an. I thought he was I know. I feel like analyst. he he did some work there after he got fired by the Texans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought the same thing. I think you're remembering that correctly. Wouldn't, he wouldn't just, He He wasn't just doing nothing. Well, that's always. That's always the Nick Saban thing, right? Like guys go there and rebuild themselves. And
0: oh no, it didn't overlap because okay. O'Brien, O'Brien was fired October fifth, twenty twenty, and then he was hired on January twenty one of twenty twenty one. So it didn't overlap. So he,
1: so he wasn't there for Mac. Thought he was. Hmm. Still makes sense though. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's, that's kind of how I look at new England. If they, they either hire a guy that tells us, okay, they're going to, they're going to reinvent Mac Jones. That's one option or they go after Jimmy who bill has always loved keep that in mind. Bill Belichick loves Jimmy Garoppolo or they, they do look at the quarterbacks of the scrap, which they always do anyway, but they're just not in that range. Jets at 15. What are they doing, brother? You tell us. I think pass rusher or offensive line. Jets are pretty easy in this sense mm-hmm. because they're they're not drafting a quarterback after they ch- colossal failure on the one they took two years ago. They're just gonna take the vet. The Jets are in the we need to know what we're getting situation at quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're just in that situation. Yeah. So they'll go get they'll get a vet. Who's, like that's a given.
0: Who's the most?
1: I mean, is it Jimmy? Yeah. Just okay, LaFleur, LaFleur, LaFleur and him from San Francisco. Yeah. That does make sense. But Jimmy's gonna have options. Do you so. have
0: do you have your like top three vets that you would want, not including Lamar Jackson?
1: Yeah, I would have made it a lot easier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not giving you the out. I'm still weighing the options in my head. I am highly intrigued by Gardner Minshew. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Highly intrigued. Look, you factor in cost, upside. Sure, he's one of the best QB2s in the NFL right now. Yeah, right.
0: And so, like, you look at his situation currently in Philadelphia, and you go, like, okay, like he wouldn't cost that much. You know, it's not like he's he's one of these other guys that's gonna be gonna break the bank on you. You know, like if. Let's 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 just use Daniel Jones as an example, right? If you go out and you want to be like, oh, let's go get Daniel Jones as a bridge quarterback. Jones played it well enough this year to where like the bridge quarterback part of it's going to cost you a lot. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's not like just a oh, we're taking a flyer on a Daniel Jones for Gardner Minshew. It feels like offering him offering him a full time job is is g- going to kind of go into it. So I, yeah, I you he's intrigued by that. I Intrigued
1: yeah, by Minshew. I'm very intrigued by, let me say this. I am not afraid of a training camp that is Gardner Minshew and Mike White. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I'm not. Especially if if Mike White finishes the year strong here. Why not? Yeah. And then you could actually allocate the salary. Like if you sign Jimmy, who's going to cost a lot and he gets hurt again. Mm -hmm. You're right back to square one, except that you are out of money. They still have Mike White no matter what, right? No. Oh no. I know. It's a, much more tricky than people have realized. Oh no. Yeah. If Mike White balls out in these next two games and gets mm. the Jets to the playoffs, mm. it's probably Mike White. Because there's no other way you could you you could do it.
0: When's the last time the Jets made the playoffs? 2010
1: I was yeah it would be a freshman in college it would be really hard to
0: tell the franchise we're going to move on from the quarterback that salvaged this season from Zach Wilson I think that would be tough it's tough tough to do I think you I think you'd have to make him a very competitive offer to come back be the starting quarterback for the next couple years and if it doesn't work next year, then you can move on and you can get really aggressive for a quarterback. But if Mike White gets into the playoffs this year, I think that you gotta roll into next season with Mike White at least being part of the equation. Like you said, maybe maybe it's a camp battle. Maybe you can bring in a Gardner Minshew as well, but I think you, you gotta you gotta take a run at Mike White. That would be that would be tough for Jets fans to stomach. Exactly. it's
1: not. So knowing all of that, at 15, mm-hmm. you kind of start to narrow your options where if they move on from Carl Lawson, they're going to need another pass rusher because he's due $15 million, None of it's guaranteed. Mm. Are they going to? Is that likely? I wouldn't say likely. I would say it's on the table. Mm. Then a tackle, you can't just bet the house on Beckton again. Dwayne Brown's going to be 38 and going through offseason shoulder surgery. George Fant leaves in free agency and has been really bad this year, unfortunately. So O line is right in the mix. Yeah. Like, this is probably um, Broderick Jones yeah, territory. Sure. We know Joe Douglas likes the the big nasties. Maybe Paris Johnson Jr. Paris Johnson, absolutely, if he makes right. it there. Who am I missing? Skaronsky's gone, we think. he's probably going to be gone. Olu went back. Whew! Olu. Olu. Olu put quite the dent in this conversation, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he kind of did. I'm excited to get. I'm excited, I'm excited to get to offensive tackles though. Darnell We're, Wright is going to be an interesting guy to watch. Oh
0: yeah, right tackle for Tennessee. I really like what I saw from him when I was just watching Tennessee He's live good. and some of the clips that I've seen around Twitter. He's very good. I do like him.
1: Darnell Wright's the guy that on the top of his resume gets like kept Will Anderson in check, and everyone's like, "Whoa, right,
0: right, right." Yeah. Riley, so. That's gonna be the uh that's gonna be the talking point for Darnell, I think, throughout the entire offseason. Yeah, he,
1: he saw the best uh gauntlet of rushers this year. He saw Jalari. He saw Will. He saw Will. There's one other big They play Florida.
0: So he, Probably he would got have Dexter, seen, right? Well, he would have seen Brian Cox Jr. and um Princely. So he would have seen those edge guys. Yeah, because Dexter I mean, Dexter would have been more of an interior guy, so he probably wouldn't have. seen Okay, too much they don't of-
1: kick him out. To,
0: okay, that. No, okay. I don't. I at least they don't. I, he would. He. I don't think he would have lined up against Dexter very many times. No.
1: All right. So I mean, they ready for that conversation. I was born ready. All right. Anything else? Anything we'll else do, on the order? No, I think I think that wraps up today's combo. I mean, mm. we've we've been really heavy on Detroit all year with this show. Green Bay's winning. We'll we'll go really heavy on the Steelers this offseason. Mm-hmm. They're just one of those middle of the pack teams. Yeah, I'm waiting.
0: I'm kind of really waiting to see how the Steelers finish to really kind of start exactly. to judge. Like, okay, what's like offensive line? We've talked about this before on yep. the show. Like offensive line's a major need for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll be throwing offensive line in there. Corner is as well. But you know, they're picking middle of the pack. And again, I just I want to see how the year ends, what kind of conversations are we having about the Pittsburgh Steelers before we really start to hone in on uh, exactly who they might be drafting.
1: But that yeah. conversation's coming. Yeah, I love it or hate it. The Steelers' future is on Kenny Pickett. Yeah, clearly. So, clearly. I, you know, they, short term at least. they're set at coach, front office, like they developing Kenny Pickett is what keeps the Steelers back or keep, moves the Steelers forward. And we'll have that conversation.
0: So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely dig into that as well as some other teams, of course, as we go throughout the off season. appreciate you guys listening. There we go. We'd love to hear from you guys on what your thoughts would be on the current 2023 NFL draft order. Let us know about, you know, whether you're worried, whether you're excited about where your team is currently slotted, the couple of games they have left, some players that you would love to see for certain teams. We always love hearing that. Yeah. At Tampa Bay, Trey, at Connor J. Rogers on Twitter is where you can hit us up. You can hit us up on Instagram as well. Or, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, throw it down in the YouTube comments. We're reading all the YouTube comments as well, Um, so we'll be able to see your thoughts there too. Any way that you want to get on the show, we would love to hear from you. A lot of times when you guys uh, respond to some of the takes that we have, we'll read them on the show or we'll get them into the conversation one way or the other, even outside of those um, SpeakPipe voicemails. If you want to do that, uh, we didn't do voicemails this week, but speakpipe.com backslash NFLSE. You can go there, leave us a voicemail, and kind of as we go through those, uh, we have shows where we'll throw up eight or ten of them and we'll we'll get into some of your takes and if they're n f l draft related obviously they're very evergreen, so we'll be able to get to those as well uh as of right now, just because of the holiday schedule, this was the last podcast that we have on the schedule might being able to give you a bonus one, but I don't want to make you guys any promises that we can't keep. So uh, as of right now, this is the last scheduled podcast that we have for this week. Maybe you'll get a third one. We'll see if we can squeeze it in there. But if not, of course, we will be back with everything on what matters most on Monday, getting back to the regularly scheduled things with that podcast. And then we're getting back to the rankings as well. We're going to continue to go through our early rankings as we ramp up for the Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl, the Combine, all that good stuff. We want to give you guys a good baseline of Who to watch out for, whose names to be highlighted as we get into these all-star events uh, and everything and beyond. Connor, you got anything else before we get out of here?
1: No, that was a good summary. This is the time of year where it really picks up. We're closing out the NFL season. We're opening the doors to be fully immersed in the draft season. It all comes together. And you guys know that's the busiest time of the year for this show. A lot of takes
0: to get to, a lot of opinions, a lot of film, a lot of everything. This is truly the most wonderful time of the year because it is draft season. I'm Trevor Sycamore. That is Connor Rogers. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the NFL stock exchange podcast. See you guys next week.